Hello and welcome to day 67 of our Bible reading course. After listening to some of Jesus' teaching, we now follow him through a typical period in his ministry. Today's passage is Luke chapter 8 verse 22 to chapter 9 verse 17. Let's pray. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before, O my soul. I'll worship your holy name. Hear my song of praise today, Saviour God, and speak to me in this time. Amen. One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake, so that the boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? he asked his disciples. In fear and amazement they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over the town how much Jesus had done for him. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about twelve, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years, but no one could heal her. 
she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher any more. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal those who were ill. He told them, Take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was going on, and he was perplexed because some were saying that John had been raised from the dead, others that Elijah had appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But Herod said, I beheaded John. Who then is this I hear such things about? And he tried to see him. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging, because we are in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About five thousand men were there. But he said to his disciples, Make them sit down in groups of about fifty each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over.
In this reading from Luke's Gospel, our view of Jesus enlarges considerably as we witness his power over nature, evil spirits, sickness and even death. On a stormy Lake Galilee, he addresses the wind and the waves directly, and they obey him. What kind of authority is that? wondered the disciples. On the other side of the lake, he meets a man in a terrible, we might say hellish, state. The description of his desperate existence evokes deep pity within us, and in Jesus too. Like the wind and the waves, the evil spirits immediately recognise who Jesus is and his authority over them. After a curious negotiation, he sends them into a herd of pigs, and the man is set free. Hallelujah! However, the reaction of the townsfolk is both fascinating and true to life. An amazing miracle has been done, indicating someone with great power has come amongst them. But their response, far from being overjoyed and filled with praise, is fear. Indeed, we're told they were overcome with fear. They ask Jesus to leave, and he duly obliges. How extraordinary! Back on the other side, another need presents itself, and again our compassion is aroused for Jairus and his wife. But Jesus has barely started off for his house, then another urgent situation occurs. A woman with an illness that has lasted the same number of years as the sick girl's entire life. She is healed simply through touching Jesus' cloak. And then the tragic news comes that the twelve-year-old daughter has died. We can imagine the father's grief, even perhaps regretting the delay to attend to this woman. Jesus is undeterred, however, and knows exactly what he's going to do. He treats death in the same way that he treated the raging storm and the evil spirits, subordinate to his authority, and therefore not to be feared. So in a beautiful and moving scene, He simply takes the girl by the hand and says, My child, get up. As if all this were not enough for his disciples to comprehend, he then commissions them with something of his own power and authority and sends them out to declare the kingdom of God in both word and deed. Finally, the feeding of the 5,000 gives another example of his power over nature with just five loaves and two fish. At the heart of the Christian faith is not a philosophy, a set of religious observances, or a list of moral behaviours. It's a person who confronts us all with the question the disciples asked in the boat, Who is this? What is my response to that question? How does the answer impact and shape my life? The other question in that incident is also hugely relevant. Where is your faith? It was the woman with bleeding's faith that caused her to reach out and touch the hem of Jesus' cloak. And it was faith that Jesus urged in Jairus on receiving the news that his beloved daughter had just died. What kind of faith do I have? Including when things don't always work out as positively as they did then. Finally, I noticed the variety of people that Jesus ministered to in today's passage, from a synagogue ruler with great status, to a woman with much less status, to a tormented man who was an utter outcast, and then a large crowd of ordinary people. 
it reminds me that no one is beyond the love and reach of Jesus and the good news of his kingdom. Lord God, my Heavenly Father, I praise you for the transforming power of Jesus at work in the world. May these stories bolster my faith and inspire me to proclaim the kingdom of God as you instructed your disciples, knowing that you accompany me as I go. Thank you too for the joy of the man set free from those demons. Show me how I can tell how much God has done for me. And I pray for someone I know who desperately needs a touch or miracle from Jesus today. Lord God, look with mercy and compassion, I ask, and answer my prayer for them. Amen.